Hello and welcome back to the Technically F1 podcast. I am Rashad. And I'm Jack. This week we've got an action-packed episode for you. So kick back, maybe grab some light reading material, and enjoy. Hello. 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 Ah, there we go. I can hear you now. Excellent. Uh, can you say something? Okay. A little quiet. Hold on, let me check my earbuds. Might be your microphone. Hold that out. Okay, is this better? Uh, yeah, a little bit better. It's been a while. It has been a while. Some stuff has happened since we last podcasted. Yeah, I think we should start in the Netherlands. Yes, in the first Grand Prix we haven't talked about yet where Max Verstappen came back from the summer break and he, surprise, surprise, won his home race and tied Sebastian Vettel's win record. And where Perez was robbed of a victory. Well, not a victory, but like... A podium. podium places. Yeah. Well, Perez had, I think what we can only call a significant him problem. Okay, but if Max did it, it wouldn't have been a him problem. It would have been an Ocon problem. It would have been an Ocon problem. Well, we can call it an Ocon problem if you'd like, if that makes it any nicer. I mean, can we say Perez took third? Well, I mean, funnily enough, now he's second, actually. But, yeah. you know. Red Bull 1 2. I mean, that's how it finished. But I know what you're saying. Perez has to work on his qualifying game. I think he just has to work on not speeding in the pit lane. That's true. You do tend to get penalized for doing that. Mm -hmm. You know, ever since K.K. Rosberg drove through the pit lane at 100 and... 30 miles an hour, they stopped appreciating that. Did anyone get hurt? No, no. Surprisingly enough, okay. nobody got hurt. So there shouldn't be a penalty. Well, they never penalized him. There shouldn't be one now either. You know, Sergio Perez arguably did better in the his first year of his career than he's doing now. Arguably, it's it's very arguable. In he had two P twos in a Sauber. Okay. Your point. I mean, it's. All I'm gonna say is he did pretty dang well in a Sauber. Yes. But, if you think about it, he's number two in F1 right now. That is true, but he's also in the number one car in F1 right now. Yeah, and he's only losing to his teammate, the world champion. He's beating other world champions. That is true. Using Henry logic, 
that would make him the world champion. If you no longer, if you continue win, hold on, let me use Aaron Senna logic. If you beat championship racing drivers, you are a champion. Maybe. I mean, that's what I just said. But he's not a champion. We're using Ayrton Senna logic. Also, I don't think he said. Okay. Okay. Anyways. One interesting thing that I've learned this week in my F1 research is that apparently, get this, the car is not designed for Max Verstappen. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Seriously, though, Red Bull did give an explanation for why Sergio and Max are so different in the same car, which kind of makes sense when you think about it. You ready? So is Max designed for the Red Bull then? Yes, that's exactly what the explanation is. Max is perfectly designed for the Red Bull. I don't know about that. It sounds no, no, very no. convenient, doesn't it? It does sound convenient, but let me give you their explanation before we say that it's just Christian Horner being silly. It is. Just listen to it. No, 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 no. Let's listen to what he says in the statement. And it kind of makes sense. He goes, so the car is designed to be the fastest it possibly can be, or the fastest an F1 driver can drive it. Max Verstappen is an F1 driver, and he can drive it blisteringly fast. But, <laughs> but Sergio Perez is also an F1 driver, and he struggles to get the same amount out of the same car because he does not gel well with the car concept. <laughs> and the car concept the car is designed... Called. The car is uncompromising, basically. He could have just said that. He could have just said, the car is weird, and so is Max. That's exactly the truth. I mean, I don't think Max is that weird of a driving style. He just likes a car that sort of sits and puts a lot of its downforce on the nose of the car rather than the rear wing. Yeah, but if you put any other driver in that car, it would be an odd race. It would be Sebastian Vettel's worst nightmare. He likes cars that are rearward biased, not front biased. So that would just exactly. be a disaster for him. So it's happening. There are other F1 drivers who like a front biased car. So what's happened here is that they've designed the car for Max. No, 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 no. Essentially. I mean, that's, that's pretty much what you're saying. No, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me get to the best part of this. Do you know the other person in F1 whose driving style gels really well with the Red Bull concept of front biased and very little rearward grip? Fernando Alonso. It's so much better. It's Daniel Ricciardo. <laughs> oh, okay. So that means they're going to try to get him to replace Perez. Yeah, and it kind of makes sense. If you have a, a car that suits two drivers really well, and they're both pretty speedy drivers, then why not design it for them? suits daniel he's not that fast well i mean he was pretty close to max and not gelled. a not gelled perez with the car is still faster than a gelled daniel ricardo 
Well, I'm going to have to disagree with you there because Daniel Ricciardo won more races than Perez did when he was in the Red Bull. All right. But at the same time, Daniel Ricciardo did a brief time as the number one driver. Yeah, but Perez isn't getting shafted because he's the number two driver now. I mean, he was in 2021, but in 2022, he didn't get it. And this year, he's... competition is just more difficult now. What? Max is just stunningly fast? Well, I mean, yes. (laughs) I did set you you up for that. I mean, to be fair, it really doesn't look like it's going to stop anytime soon, does it? I mean, when he retires. Yeah. The crazy thing to think about is this is probably the most intelligent way to have a clear number one and number two driver have a car that is theoretically better, or not better matched, but a car that is theoretically more simple for one to drive than the other based on driving style. But in theory, you should make it easier for the second driver, and then that would just average the skill out. The funny thing is, number one drivers. Sergio Perez was faster in the old Red Bull pre-Spanish Grand Prix update than he wasn't than he is in the new one. So why don't they just let him use the old one? That's what I don't understand. Because they have to update it for Max, just in case Max crashes his car, he can just take Checo's. <laughs> so they can use the spare car. Well, no, I mean that is probably. I mean Checo's car is the spare car. I mean, if you look at like other teams, like didn't Haas do that? They put their did better they? driver in. I don't know. I think I feel like someone did that. That's they kind of criminal. In the car. Yeah. For sure. I don't know. I think that I think like it showed up in Drive to Survive. I don't know. It's going to be really funny to have Drive to Survive try to explain the difference in driving speed between Perez and Max. Yeah. Especially when Christian Horner gets on there and it's just a diva. Actually, no. When Toto Wolf gets on there and he's a diva. Because mm-hmm. he's always the bigger whiner in the situation. Yeah, always. It is pretty funny when, you know, Toto goes, well, just redesign your car. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. Wait, no, isn't it? If you're... Wait, actually, Christian had the better... Oh, Christian said it, Christian said it, yeah. Yeah. Change your car! (laughs) Yes. Yeah. But Sergio says he does not like your car. Talk to my driver. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so good. So perfect. Anyways. Um, it... And then the next race in Monza, um, can I say pretty obviously so Max won it? I mean, yeah. So Max did an excellent job again next time out in Monza, where this time he held off pressure from other equally spectacular drivers in a race of attrition that he definitely didn't win by many, many seconds. I mean, to be fair, the podium was fun. I figured it out. You figured it out? 
yeah, I figured out where I fi- or where I've heard of that. It wasn't Drive to Survive. It was Juan Manuel Fangio's. What did Fangio say? His, no, he used his teammate's car. Oh. 1956. That's kind of funny. He's just like, screw you, my car now. I mean, he he's the one who had the chance of the title. It's kind of fair, considering, you know, those cars didn't really last at all. I mean, yeah. That's, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, okay. But imagine that happening nowadays. Imagine if Max decided oh to God. use Echo's car for the last race of the season just to win it. After I, he's already won the championship. Okay, yeah, it would have to be after, I guess. But, I mean, in theory, Max would put up more points for Red Bull, so he would actually be better for the constructors. So that would just be better overall. But it would leave a bad taste in the sponsor's mouth, a.k.a. Oracle. It probably would. Yeah, I you mean, can't be you upsetting can't. Daddy Oracle. I mean, you can't. Otherwise, we'll give the money to Sale GP. Exactly, and we can't have that happening. We have to keep all the money in F one. Yeah. Is there a lot of background noise on my end? A little bit, Is not that... much. Okay. All right. So wait one minute. I'm about to fix this. Okay. I'm getting excited. The listeners are getting excited. Fixing is in progress. Maybe. 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 It sounds like it's not fixed yet. If you're saying something, the ladies and gentlemen can't hear you. Good job. Oh, very good. A little bit quieter, but still there. Okay, it should be leaving in a minute. It should be leaving in a minute? Okay, there we go. My dog's walking down the stairs. Goodbye, Rashab's dog. Is this the angry dog? No. Oh, okay. How are your dogs doing? I think they're fine. Well, that's good. They just act like dogs. Okay. okay. So, so let us continue Dutch. We actually watched that entire race together. We did. It was pretty great. I mean, we should really do that more often. Yes, yes. But Lando Norris, truly the, the best start in qualifying. <laughs> Second place. Yep. Perfect. Didn't he drop all the way to 18th? Dropped to 18th, seated and the podium with Fernando Alonso. Okay, the really embarrassing thing is that Gasly was in front of them. Yeah. Pierre Gasly finished on the podium. He finished behind Perez. But that shouldn't be allowed to happen. Just the idea of Gasly being on the podium is ghastly. I mean, that brings us to our next race, Italy. Where... Of course, surprise, surprise, Red Bull's on the podium, but there was a Ferrari. 
But there was and a Ferrari. Ferrari 3-4, Mercedes 5-6, and then Albin. Yeah. I mean, it was great that Charles Leclerc held off all of the um, the pressure from Carlos Sainz to get the podium. Oh, we forgot the biggest bit. Daniel Ricciardo, broken hand, Liam Lawson. That one's kind of important, but really not that important because Ricardo's still getting Perez's drive. But he's not because Liam Lawson if, will. If Liam Lawson gets Perez's drive before Ricardo gets another Red Bull test, I will be in shock. Okay, look at where Yuki Sonoda was. Yeah, I know, but they're not going to keep. They're not going to keep Sonoda in that spot for much longer. I mean, with all due respect to Yuki, it's a driver talent pool, so they have to go pull up the next generation. Realistically, he could take Guan Yu Zhou's seat. Yeah, Yuki should try to move out of the Red Bull family at this point, because there's no way he's getting a Red Bull seat. Or even an Alpine. He can get an Alpine seat. Exactly. Ocon. There's way too much seat stability in F1 right now. Every, there needs to be a shakeup. What are you talking about? I mean, it, it's just too stable. There's you know? no stability. Perez, <laughs> he could be losing his seat. Every driver below, like, sixth place could lose their... I mean, they could lose they, their seats. They could, but they're not going to, most likely. I mean, the Watch only me say this. Literally tomorrow, silly season yeah. kicks off. That would be bad. No, I mean, I really think there's just no volatility in the driver market right now, and that needs to be changed. Okay, hear me out. So we drop Ricardo. No. We drop Lawson. Ricardo takes Perez's seat. No, 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 no. And then you become a Ferrari fan on the double. What if, what if, hear me out. Perez to Ferrari, signs to McLaren, Lando to Red Bull. I could get behind that. I could not get behind Lando to Red Bull yet. No, I don't like Lando, but then I don't have to be a Red Bull fan. I, could be I don't dislike fan. Lando. Lando's... He's very arrogant. With all due respect, Lando isn't a future world champion yet. No, okay, no, he won't be because the competition at this point, is very serious. The issue is, George Russell beat him quite convincingly in Formula 2, and George Russell is currently struggling to beat Lewis Hamilton all the time. Okay, now, but if... Now, right now, there's the world champion from before. There's, like, Lewis Hamilton. There is Fernando Alonso. and All-time great Fernando Alonso. There will be Max Verstappen. He's not going anywhere. Once those people retire, even then, Lando's going to be old, and there's not going to be, there's not going to be a championship for him. He's coming in at the wrong time. He did. He really did. But I mean, this is this fate has befallen many F1 drivers before Lando. This is not. This is not a uniquely Lando issue. Perez. No, Perez came in at the right time. I mean, realistically, he came in maybe one year late. If he came in a little earlier, then maybe he wouldn't have had to spend all that time at Force India. But 
right. But like it. realistically, he could have. This is not bad timing. The worst timing is Bottas. Oh, that's horrendous timing. I mean, look at it, how his career has happened. Bottas is a really good driver. I don't think people understand that. Bottas was a really good driver. Yeah. Well, my argument for Bottas not being at the peak of his powers right now is he's pulling a Kimi. And I'm not just saying that yeah. because they both finish. Yeah, no. I. Uh, but the thing is, at the same time, Kimi did get a world championship. Right. Right, that's true. I guess comparing him to Kimi is kind of a, a compliment enough in itself. But at the same time, if you look at Bottas... Yeah. Belter yeah. is an excellent driver. He's not the GOAT, but he's very good. Fair to say, maybe. Am I going to get destroyed for this opinion? What? Oh, good. I'm not getting destroyed for that opinion. Excellent. Thank you. Oh, I said I'm not getting completely destroyed because of my opinion of Valtteri not being the GOAT. Yeah, he's the best second driver ever. I mean, Rubens Barrichello counter-argument. Lewis Hamilton 2016 counter-argument. Actually, you know what? That's true. That is true. Lewis Hamilton is the best second driver of all time. Hold on. We should make a shirt of that. We should make a shirt that says, okay, first we have to do the whole Nico Rosberg one, you know, obviously beat Lewis Hamilton 2016, all that stuff. In equal machinery. In equal machinery. I missed that one. Uh, and then we go and put on the back of it Lewis Hamilton. Greatest second driver of all time. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. To be fair, he was second driver twice in his career. Was the first time when he was a rookie? Yes. Okay, and then the second time is then when he was beat in equal machinery. By Nico Rosberg. By Nico Rosberg, yes, in 2016. In 2016 by Nico Rosberg, yes. Yes, in equal machinery. Equal machinery, yes. <laughs> Very important bit. Very important bit. All right. You know, I feel I feel like people really miss the serious side of this podcast when they don't understand what we mean by, you know, Lewis Hamilton. Quite frankly, was beaten by Nico Rosberg. Yeah. Okay. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, the start the starting conversation of this podcast, the car. Was it designed for Lewis Hamilton? No, it wasn't designed for either of them because Mercedes didn't care. Mm. Which is the argument that Red Bull's trying to make, that they didn't design the car for either driver because they don't care. They're just designing the fastest car. And it just so that happens that Max can drive the fastest car the fastest. Probably because he could drive any car the fastest, arguably. I mean, if you put him in a Mercedes right now, I, I'd say he'd be faster than Lewis. I don't think that's crazy. I mean, yeah. He is the world champion, the current world champion. And he's beat two world champions already. Well, he beat 
I mean, I guess he beat Kimmy more than too. two. He beat Kimmy yeah. too. Yeah. I think the F1 grid for world champions right now, controversial opinion, is a little bit weak. This current F1 grid. It's oversaturated. No. Oh, it's oversaturated with non-championship drivers. I guess. But, but what I mean by drivers cost a lot less. Well, that's true. But I'm saying that more drivers should just win. I mean, it's not that difficult. Just win the championship. I see what you're doing there. But realistically, neither Sainz nor Leclerc is winning a driver's championship. Oh, I totally believe there's the potential for Leclerc to do something in that car. Yeah, but it's not going to be in the, like, the next 10 years. If he doesn't do something in the redesigned Ferrari, because they're, they're starting again, they're starting from scratch next year, surely next year's Ferrari is going to be good. You have to remember, it's being designed by Ferrari. But they have they put their best man on the case for Schaub. But you have to remember their best man still works for Ferrari. And their best man is Mattia Bonotto. Is he actually back? No, he he has never returned. Poor Mattia. He worked in F one since two thousand four, all or two thousand two, I think, all with Ferrari, just to get fired and ever to come back to the sport. I mean, he was a good technical director, I think. He was a great technical director, except for the fact that they bottled the car in 2018. I mean, that that's isn't that the year he transitioned to team principal? Yeah, twenty after 2018, he turned into team principal. So maybe it was calculated. Maybe he decided if he bottled the car, yeah, he could get the team principal job. No, but the car design was fine. It was just the upgrade trajectory that they took. It was just garbage. Mm. Definitely could have been calculated. Speaking of things that would look garbage, Red Bull should make an all-gold livery for the last race of the season. Not even for the last race, just for the last race for them. The one where Max wins. The drivers? Yeah. Let's see the Constructors' Championship. I bet Red Bull's in the lead. Yeah. All right, 583. Did you check how Max Verstappen's doing in the Constructors' Championship? Is he still winning? The Constructors' Championship, probably. He was a couple weeks ago. <laughs> he still is. It's so bad. Perez is in fourth in the, in the Constructors. That's yeah. pretty dang good. Honestly. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Let's see 2022. Okay, so Max Verstappen, number one. Oh, Leclerc was second. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's insane. Drivers, you're not drivers, Constructor Championship was 759 points at Red Bull. Yeah. Let's see, 2021. 
teams, Mercedes, this is like really controversial. When Mercedes took number one in constructors, or Max took number one in drivers. Yeah. Did I ever send you the picture of the helmet that Max Verstappen wore in the 2021 um, Dutch Grand Prix? No. Hold on, let me send you this. This is really funny. I think it says something like, still I win on it. It was to, um, remember when Hamilton was always saying, still we rise? Mm. Well, okay, so if you look at this, Kimmy's the best driver in 2021. He had like only two DNFs, which puts him ahead of some drivers. Like, guess who? Yes. Who? It would put. Oh my! My bad, Rashab. My bad, Rashab. <laughs> it was uh, It was for Abu Dhabi, twenty twenty two. But it's still a funny helmet. Let me send it to you. Ah yes. So Bottas had Bottas had double the DNFs of Kimi, and Kimi was in a worse car. What year are we talking about? Uh, 2021. 2021, yes. Yeah, Kimmy's just consistent. He's the best. Could Michael Schumacher have driven that Alfa Romeo as well? No, he could not. Okay, maybe, but... Yeah, it's Michael Schumacher. He can drive any car pretty well, surprisingly enough. I don't know about that. People, when they hear, who is this Michael Schumacher guy you guys seem to be talking about? I got the I got the picture. Very good, very good. Still we win. Or still I win, is that? Yeah. Yeah. So disrespectful. You're more disrespectful if you lost. I know, yeah. Hamilton came back and beat him. He's so sad. Yeah. This year in the F1 script. This year, the F1 script. Max Verstappen goes and wins again. Is of course it is. But is it possible for them to lose the, or for Max to lose the driver's championship? I don't think so. I mean, it, yeah, yeah mathematically, yes. I mean, Paris I think is- every driver except for Sergio is out of the championship at this point. So Red Bull's winning the constructors no matter what. Mathematically, if both of their drivers DNF and every Mercedes driver wins and gets second every single race, then maybe Mercedes could pull ahead in the constructors because they'll announce it. So 25, and second place is like, what is it, 19? What do you mean second place is 19? It's the points on second place. Oh, yeah, uh, it's, eight, it's 18. But if they get fastest lap, it's 26 plus 18. Yeah, okay, so that's 44 points a race. Times how many races? How many are left? Uh... 
so we've got Singapore, we've got the U.S. Grand Prix, one and two. We've got Brazil and Mexico. Or you can just look it up, too. That works, too. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Times eight. 352. Eight. I was close. Um, I, they're definitely still, like, in for, yeah, like, 273 plus whatever I just put in. 352. 625. Okay. So a couple, like one more race of them getting one, two should. Wait, wait a minute. A one, yeah. two gets them exactly 40, uh, 44 points. Yep. Well, I mean, plus fastest lap. That would get them 44. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. That would put them. Well, at I don't see points for Stafford. Missing out on that. That would put them at 627. Which puts them ahead. Which would put them ahead, and it, was all, it would also subtract one race from the possibility of beating them. Right. So at that point, they could just stop showing up to races. Well, it would be good for the budget cap. Max would actually isn't that that's what they used to do, isn't it? They just stop in the fifties, yeah. In rally too, I guess. I didn't know that part about rally. Wasn't that what uh what they were singing? Was it the Grand Tour? When oh, you're right. They just stop showing up. Yeah, and then Lancia would win a couple races, and then Audi would come back and show them who's boss, and then. Lancia would win the championship. Yes. And then and their drivers would crash crazy. into a tree and the car would get bent around it. And then the driver would most likely die because of their roll cage was cardboard. Yes. And then it would turn out the body panels were made of putty. Yeah. Very unsafe. OSHA violation. OSHA violation, yeah. Okay. In terms of, so I think that's all we have for F one news. Although, did I tell you about the proposal for non championship races to find out who the fastest in F one is? No, you have not. Okay. So I had this crazy, ridiculous idea. Right? There's always the debate for who's the fastest in F one. So what if we just settled it? I mean, I think that's called a championship. No, 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 no. It's a non-championship event where we can have standardized cars that each of the teams runs. And IndyCar. No, 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 no. The standardized car is from the past. Which means, right, that... And I'm trying to come up with a way so that if the team who's running the car is the one who created the car they don't have an advantage so we have to work that detail out but everything else it's fine so basically right we have a non-championship race where say in the indy car see the ferrari f2004 is raced by all drivers in the race and we see who's the fastest 
I don't think it should be a Ferrari. Why not? I think it should be the Force India. That Why was the, the Force India? car on the grid. It doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, well, in the past. Yeah, but who's going to make more Force Indias? We need 20 of them. They probably have a museum somewhere. Yeah, but we need them all from the same year. Yeah, just, I don't know. I mean, they don't have that much money. They can't be that different. <laughs> what if we did the Red Bull RB6? That's too good. You need a cheap car. No, you no, but Red Bull... of them for like one race. Red Bull could produce 20 of them if F1 paid. The would accuse them of going over the cost cap. Yeah, they would just say that they're using outside funds from F1 and it's for a non-championship race, and it'd be fun. Knowing knowing the stewards would probably still lose that claim. Yeah, exactly. That is facts. Mercedes would win on Toto Wolf being himself. I mean, usually the stewards are for Max, but this would be a very flagrant disregard for the rules. Yeah. I mean, not flagrant, really, is it? I mean, kind of. We're really going to call it flagrant that everybody has to race a Red Bull? What yet? Well, because Red Bull's drivers raced a Red Bull. No, no, but it's from the past, so Max is that Nobody on the grid has ever raced an RB6. I mean, you have to remember that Red Bull has their own race. Red Bull has their own data for the car, but what if... They have their Red own Bull race, too. What if Red Bull was just banned from using their own data? They had to collect new data. Mm-hmm. Well, the way that would work. Or you could give Red Bull a Ferrari because they're dominant. You can't give every single F1 driver an RB6, but then give Red Bull Ferrari F2010s. Yeah, you can. No, no, but the F2010 was so crap. You could it was such that. a horrible car. Hold on. And then it'd be fun to watch. I have a book that tells you exactly what was wrong with that car. Shall I go and read it? You could do that. I love this book. I'm actually going to go read it right now. Ferrari, first issue. Their engine was at a 3.5 degree slant instead of being flat on the floor. They didn't notice that for the entire season. All right. Plus, the Red Bull looks weird than that, Ferrari. Okay, but what car? No, the Formula Nürburgring, like the, whatchamacallit, the Red Bull race. Ooh. They just have Red Bull drivers racing. Yeah. Sebastian Vettel, David Coulthard, Yuki Tsunoda. (laughs) Hear me out, right? What if you did Formula Nürburgring in F3 cars? And then you brought all of the F1 drivers in there, and that was your non-championship race. Cheap cars, difficult to set up so nobody has an advantage. Formula BMW cars. What the hell is a Formula BMW? You remember the old, uh, the the ones that were powered by BMW motorcycle engines? 
Oh, Formula BMW. That sounds fun. Wait, hold on. Rally racing. Full-on rallycross. Every single driver is put on a random rallycross team, and then they just have to race. Wait, I mean, everything is standard in rallycross, so it's... Like, nobody it, has an advantage. Is that, is that one show? Was it ROC, or what was it? Race of Champions? Yes, Race of Champions. Well, they just put them in little KTM crossbows. Exactly. Or, you remember the one where Kimmy was there, and it was, like, on ice or something? Oh, yeah. That was kind of cool. And then like Sebastian Vettel and Mick Schumacher were there. Yeah. Actually, I don't know if that was the here, but the, they were there. They were both there. And one F1 driver flipped a car at the um at the race of champions and was ruled out from the first couple of races. Oh, no. Anyways, you don't even know who this guy is. He's just so random. You want to know who it is? Sure, go ahead. Pascal Verline. Oh, actually, I know. I mean, we've talked about him here before. Oh right, we have. We did. We talked about him as a um as the Porsche Formula E driver. Mm-hmm. Maybe. 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 Oh, no, I just know we've talked about him. Actually, I vaguely remember that now. Drivers Hall of Fame: Sebastian Vettel, Mick Schumacher, Valtteri Bottas, Travis Pastrana. Pastrana. I don't know. I don't, yeah. Sebastian Loeb. Oh, he has a nice Richard Meal. Yeah, Lando Norris. I don't know. He's probably the worst driver on this list. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you there. Helio Castrono, Castrono. I don't know. <laughs> Castroneves. Yeah, Castroneves. Tom Christensen. Okay. Johan Christofferson. Oh, I remember. Wasn't he racing with his brother? Yeah, I think so. Jamie Chadwick. Colton Herta. David Coulthard. Oliver yep. Solberg. Solberg. I think I watched oh, he's good. Where you won something or the other. Petter Solberg. That might oh. race with his brother. No, Petter Solberg's his dad. Okay, yeah, no. They're, they all have the same flag. I don't know. It's the, uh, they're both rally drivers. But yeah, Oliver's like, like Swedish, and the other one's like okay. Wait, actually, no, that's Denmark for Sweden. Okay, I think that's Denmark. Jimmy Ken Johnson. Block did a deal with Oliver Salberg. Okay, Jimmy Johnson. Oh, this is just their Hall of Fame. Not even who oh. won. Pierre Gasly. Esteban Ocon. Fernando Alonso. Matthias Ekstrom. Uh, okay, I'm not even going to try. Okay, then Felipe Drogovic. He's my driver in F1. I mean... Is... Oh, wait good. a minute. I got the Sebastians mixed up. No, Ogier or whatever. I know a Seb Ogier. Um, I want to say he was rattling. Maybe. Am I wrong? I think he did because he's the one Am with I the wrong? watch. He's the one with the watch. 
He's a rally car driver. Oh, okay. He's the one with the watch, yeah. Okay. Okay. I think. Wait, we're going to see. It could be either one. Yeah, Oliver Solberg did a sweet little video with Ken Block. That's who it is. That's why I recognize him. Whoa. I think they okay, were in Sweden. Actually, they both have Richard Meals. But Ogier has a better one. Oh, nice. Nice, nice, nice. Okay, I don't have the patience to read through more of those. They're just really difficult. Yeah, me neither. I don't have the patience to listen anymore. No disrespect, Matt, of course. Of course. I mean, I'm sorry. It's just names of drivers that you know, and I know some of them. You do know more racing drivers than me, which is kind of interesting. Really? I think so. I just know some of them from watches. That does help. I know random ones for random reasons. Mm. Oh, just a funny aside note. Ken Block in Jim Connor 10 drove under the track width of a John Deere sprayer. Which is kind of funny. That's interesting. I mean, it's not really interesting if you don't... I mean, like, who's interested in sprayers? But... I mean, me, but it is kind of funny. Product placement for John Deere. Okay. So, I okay. Think we just Shall we talk about new things? For the next season. Yeah, that's the, um, that's the conclusion, I guess. Yeah. Well, or we hope he gets a Yuki spot or something. I hope Not he gets you. a check on spot. No, you don't. I do, but it's not going to happen. It's unrealistic. It is. And you don't. It is and you don't. You don't. It hope. is an idea. A, a man can hope. No, you can't. No, okay, no. Rashad. No, no. No, no. Okay. Vamos a continue our... I have a new pastime. Go ahead. It is reading Wall Street bets and learning how people lost money quickly. Okay. I showed you that one video of the guy who lost 50,000 in two seconds. Okay. Did you appreciate that one? I don't watch it. <laughs> in school. Are you kidding me? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't watch. I don't think I watch. Oh, you did show me. Yeah. The moment when you realize it all went wrong. Mm -hmm. It's very funny. 50,000 to 10,000. In a second. And then I went back up to 11,000. So like he's making his money back slowly. Very slowly. It is pretty funny, though. I mean, if there's one way to lose money in seconds, it's options trading. 
it's so risky. I think the worst thing for anybody's money would be giving it to John and allowing him to trade options. Yeah, I mean, if fantasy football is any any indication of your ability to choose based on statistics, John would be losing terribly. Yes. So we As talked about last that. Week. No, no, I'm just going to quickly talk about this part, and then we can discuss whatever. Um, so, so, John chose the worst players possible. I mean, his team's not bad, but my team's just so much better. Yes. Yeah, 180 to 132. What happened? And his best players were in. Some of my best players were benched. He was a couple points away from losing to my bench. What was it, like 10 points from losing to the bench? Not even. It was five. I mean, that's just a violation. Yeah, my bench would beat all your teams. Your bench does not beat my team this week. Your bench, or my bench, or actually two of my benched players could have beat your entire team last week. Last week, but not this week. This, this week, week my, my normal team will beat your team. <laughs> my normal What? I hope. If it doesn't go back to normal, it's over. I mean, even if mine goes back to normal, it's, it's still better than yours. No, no, but if, if my team goes... You're if my out. team... Okay, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me now? Okay, perfect. If my team does not go back to normal, then we have a serious problem. Because... If, I mean, those... 60-point weeks are not doing me any favors. This is the same thing that happened last year. And I think I think this proves that there is a correlation between choosing good bets and fantasy football. John well, is there very is a, reckless. There is a reason I don't bet. No, actually, sports betting sounds interesting. Like, I was watching a video, and there's like, okay... So if you bet like against the odds, you can put very little down with like a possibility of high reward, even though if it's very small. Yes. Like even if you put down like four bucks, there's still like a huge reward possibility. I don't know, it sounds interesting. You there? Hello. Um, you okay, completely gone. You're back. Okay, you're gone. You completely gone. Now you're back. Hello. Uh oh. Okay, you're back. Hang on a minute. Uh oh. Okay, we're back. We're back. This is excellent. It's an anchor moment. It is an anchor moment. The good news is, my fantasy football team had a sample size moment. Well, no, 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 no. no. If we're looking at your fantasy football teams, let's look at last year. You were tied for last at the end of the season. But that was because I made bad picks. This year I made good picks, and my good picks are doing bad. There's a difference. Okay, why don't we look at 
league history here. Um, so if we look at this and we select my team, my managed team, it says average average finishing position first sample size. <laughs> I'm calling oh, played eight. Exactly. I, it's it was dead split. 50-50. I, I went 4-4-0. Four, four, yeah, see? Four wins, four losses. But my team is still... It clutched up. Well, let's see your team. Average finishing position. Guess what it is. First, obviously. Fifth. Yours is fifth. You had a losing record. Yeah. Not great. So as a manager, I am undefeated. The second best to me, obviously. No, no. I'm undefeated. You're fifth best. Mm, but no. But you are. Which is actually, I mean, I guess, I mean, you're right behind John. So John's fourth best overall. Who's below us? The rest of them. Henry... Ethan, uh, Phil. Oh, right. Remember Phil had to eat the chip? Oh, right. Yeah, that was really funny. But my yeah. team is just, quite frankly, going to win everything after this week. This was just one week. Nothing is going to go wrong after this. If you go against Ben... That's when it's going to be bad. Okay, I'm going to beat Ben this week. I'm going to beat Ben this... when I play him. Yeah. If this is a repeat of last year, which it seems like at this point, considering you put up no points first round. No, I put up many points first round last year. But you still lost. Yeah, but this year it's going to be a reverse of fortunes. I'm going to put up no points last the first year. We put up many points every other week. Last year, we played. me and John played the same round. We played each other. He put up insane numbers, and then I put up more. I, I put up like something like 200-something, I don't know, last year. I'm going to put up 800 when I play you. No, you're not, because all of your star players are gone when you play me. That is true. I do you have no when I'm playing you. Backups. And my bench team is still going to win. Two of my players could beat your team, your starting team. I don't think you want to take it there. That's Two of my false. bench players could beat your, your starting That's team. That's false. It's true. If you look at your team right now... If you look you, at the points that I got from this week, but the sample size is wrong. Yeah, you just want to keep saying sample size, because that's a new word you learned this week. No, I learned it way before this week. I learned it last year. Okay. Don't violate me for my sample size knowledge. <laughs> your stats. Your stats. Intro to stats knowledge. My intro to stats knowledge is unbeatable. In the well, fact, no, I could beat it. No, I don't. I I'm joking. Last I'm year. joking. I'm joking. That was I a joke. Did. That was a joke. It's almost unbeatable. Second to Rashad. And John, obviously. And Ben and Ravi, according to fantasy football. But you know. that's not real stats. 
Can they what? calculate whether their trading strategy will do well? No. Can I? Make all of them for Ben. I, I don't mean fantasy football trading. I mean investment trading. Yeah, probably all of them except for Ben. John can't plan it out well. He just makes bets. He doesn't actually... No, but he probably could. He now knows with his stats knowledge. That is true. He should, in theory, be able to do it, but he can't. You're still only second to me, then, if you're I'd not considering rather, next to them. I'd much can, rather be second in this case than 18th. I think everybody would, except for Lando Norris. Who would much prefer to be 18th. Well, no, actually, he preferred to be seventh, but he tried both. He did try both. We applaud him on going both ways. Okay. Mm-hmm. Definitely we're putting it. Exactly. He tried both sides, and he ended up on the seventh place side. Mm-hmm. Well, middle. Well, that is still the seventh place side. Yeah, but that's not a side. It's right in the center. It is actually a... I haven't learned enough about standard deviations. I don't know. So if you think about it here, it's not about statistics. It's about geometry. I'm going to want it. Okay, all right. I want to hear... I'll hear you out on geometry. Let's hear it. So, if you were to take a square... The center would be what? It would be the center. The center would be zero, zero. Exactly, and the sides would be what? Well, it depends on how large your square would like, you'd like your square to be. They'd be the sides, wouldn't they? They sure would be. So if one side... Okay, we're going to say that this is like a one-dimensional shape. There's only two sides. There's no third and there's fourth no side. There's no third or fourth side, okay. Yeah, I guess there's two sides. Between the two sides, there's a center, and that is seventh. And then the, the sides are sides. There's one that's two, one that's 18. Seven is still in between. Therefore, it's not a side. It is the center. But that is just convenient placement of the square. But that was how the square was placed on race day. The square wasn't placed like that on race day. You placed it in such a fashion on race day. Well, based off of the data from race day. But you didn't place it that way on race day. You put it that way after the conclusion of the race. Exactly. Based off of data from the race. But that violates the central purpose of predicting pre-race. Well, it does. But it it fits the purpose of analyzing post-race. It does. But that wasn't the specified purpose. (laughs) <laughs> it is it, it actually is <laughs> did i specify it as the purpose i mean actually if you look at it the race engineers probably do do analysis of the race I results mean, they do that yeah not particularly well at mclaren because they still don't win the next weekend out but you know i mean it's an analysis not good analysis well, the expectation should that be that the analysis is top notch. Hmm. No top notch analysis? 
if you look at the teams, no, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Hmm. I guess we'll leave it there for no top-notch analysis. <laughs> it's kind of sad. That's not a way I want to conclude this podcast. I could never. Mm. Okay, you want to talk about ferry boats? <laughs> Ferries? Yeah. No, I'm good. Seriously, no, they have really cool engines. Okay, you're not you're gonna talk about engines and boats. Yes, like they have have you seen how big the engines are? No. I mean yeah, but I haven't been like looking specifically. I was on a ferry two weekends ago, and oh my god, they're massive. So you just go about like the ferry looking for bits of engine, yeah. Quite odd. Is it really odd? I mean, yes, yes, it is. I mean, I like looking at engines. That doesn't make it not odd. In fact, that makes it more odd. Okay, hold on. Let's look at ferry engine. And maybe I'll even send this to you. I mean, they're just massive. Some are turbine engines, but I'm looking at the internal combustion engines. Like, look at the MAN version. The MAN TT is... Oh, God, that's amazing. Powered by natural gas as well. What an engine. MAN Energy Solutions. That is a company I should be following. Is it actually called Energy Solutions? Yeah, that's what they call it. That's how... You know it's a big engine when they're calling it an energy solution. Yeah, I guess. How many liters is this engine? Probably way too many. They don't tell us. Four of them. Each ferry is powered by four of these engines. Okay. That's a big surprise. Hold on. Nope, it doesn't tell me how... It doesn't tell me the displacement of the engine. That's so sad. Yeah, it's very, very sad. Fun fact, displacement has a whole new meaning after physics. I mean, yeah, it's just how far you get from the starting point. Right, but in engine terms, it means something new. Mm -hmm. When you think about it. That class is going to be so good. Maybe? No? Not excited? Yeah. No, yeah. It's interesting. It's a lot of work. Not really. Yeah, I mean... I mean, yeah, but it's nothing crazy. Hold on, should I, I register us as being interested in purchasing a man four-stroke marine engine? Probably not. Alright, we'll avoid that this time. But it does, wow, 72 liters. That's huge. It's not in the budget. No, a 72 liter turbocharged man engine is not in the budget. It's really not. Oh, the diesel electrics are so expensive. And that one only has 
Oh no, that's a lot of power. Oh, that's a ton of whoa, and it only it generates it at five hundred RPM. That's like idle in a car. That's crazy. I think you'd really like marine engines. Okay, hear me out, Rashab. Last idea of the podcast. What if we put a marine engine in an F1 car? Okay, well, no, I have a question here. Yeah. So marine engines, they're measured by hours, right? Instead of mileage, right? You mean gallons per hour in terms of – or liters no, no, no. per like, As in like instead of 100,000 miles, it'd say like – Oh hours. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a um, like a uh, airplane engine. It would be hours. Yeah. Uh, like, what's good in terms of that? Are you trying to buy one? No, I just want to know. Like, what what, what are you looking for? You're you looking for it to be it. under a million hours. That's is that is that a high bar? I mean, that, that is a lot of hours, realistically. I mean, just think of like a 24-hour day, right? For mm -hmm. it to reach a million engine hours, that would mean that – I mean, we can actually do the math on this. In fact, I will. Um, it's going to be a lot of days. And that means entire days running, not just days sitting. One million. Not 1,000. You know that joke. Relevant. Oh. No, yeah. <laughs> okay, it's um, it's forty-one thousand days, and if you divide that by years, that means it's a hundred and fourteen years of engine usage. So as long as the engine hasn't been in use for a hundred and fourteen years, it's generally good to go. Wrong there. I know I'm joking with the million hours one. It really depends. Honestly, if you read an engine hours thing, this is 100,000 engine hours, you should probably be really concerned. I mean, unless it's been like rebuilt like millions and millions of times, then yeah, that's pretty concerning. I mean, even a, a 100,000 hour engine, I mean, that's 11 years of, that's 11 consecutive years of running. That would mean that your ferry example, that would those engines would definitely be over a hundred thousand, but they, they would be serviced at lower intervals than every hundred thousand. They'd probably be serviced every ten thousand, maybe thousand, maybe six thousand. I don't know for exact certainty. Let's see what man has to say on the topic. Oh my God, marine turbochargers are huge. They don't even look like turbos. It looks like a it looks like a whole engine. That's incredible. What if you put a wow the man eco turbo? That's incredible. Oh, listen to this, Rashad. This is gonna blow your mind. The man turbochargers have been run in the field for over forty million engine hours. Mm -hmm. And and on average, they're charging air at more than ten bar of pressure. That's pretty impressive. The fact that I don't know what bars are. Can you do that in like uh, what you want to call it? Bar to psi. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a lot. Like so that is. Uh, it's one hundred and forty-five psi. 
wait a minute, wait a minute. Isn't 15 atmospheric? Roughly, roughly, yeah. And isn't, like... So if you had a 15 PSI turbocharger, shouldn't that, in theory, double your output? No, it wouldn't do anything. That would mean that the atmospheric level of uh, air is being put into your engine. It's just basically... If you just do 30, then... Yeah. I think roughly... Roughly 1.8 bar of pressure off the top of my head might not be accurate. Yeah, 1.8 bar of pressure would be double the level of air in the engine, double the air pressure in the engine, meaning not necessarily double the power, but not necessarily, but like in theory, it's somewhere between there and double. Yeah, it's not, it's not what we've learned in physics, it's somewhere between the power of one engine and two engines that's your range yeah but i guess there'd be other factors to consider yeah okay but our new our new task for shop is going to be putting a ferry engine in a semi-trailer and then running the drive shaft back to the semi-truck and then connecting the throttle linkage via bluetooth and then making it work. <laughs> Sounds incredibly sketchy. <laughs> Bluetooth disconnects and the ferry engine jams in full throttle. That would be so bad. Like 20 It's just such an absurd number. Anyways, I think that could be I mean, you can tell me, but I think that could be an interesting spot to end on 20,000 horsepower. I think it could be. I think next time we should we should dive into specking engines in terms of, like, mechanical details. I agree. I think next time we should each design the best possible engine for a racing vehicle and then yes. argue about it. I mean, it's obviously a, a straight six. You've got to be kidding me. It's a V12 twin charged. All right, we'll argue about that later. Everybody, next week we'll be talking about engines. Thank you, goodbye. Bye. You have been listening to an O for Heaven's Sakes studio recording production. All rights reserved October 20th, 2020. Thank you.